0: heroes what's going on welcome to the performa popcast this is the podcast or popcast where we talk about really everything we talk about fitness maybe a little bit of pop culture we get to know some people together or i introduce you guys to people that i know um so you when you guys hear this it will have passed a little bit you know um but you know i was watching the olympics first of all i'm your i'm your host peter surs you guys know me you don't care Um, I was watching the Olympics the other day, and then I was watching the track and field, obviously, and then I was like, oh my God, I got to have Corey on the podcast, because Corey is literally the only person I knew, I know, that, uh, the only person I ever met that did what he did. So we're going to talk about, uh, so uh, my guest today is Corey White. Corey White was a former Division I athlete. He was a uh, member of the track and field team at the University of Southern California aka USC Fight On. Um, he is now a, uh, a recruiter in the tech space, and we're going to talk about all sorts of things, fitness and whatnot. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for my guest today on the podcast, Corey White. Okay, so if you guys are watching this, some of you guys are listening, some of you guys are watching, we're going to start off this because I'm fascinated by why Corey, why do you have, like, what's the deal with, Corey has swords on his wall. Two swords, plural. Wait, do you have more than two? Yeah, two swords. Okay, so talk to me about the swords because that's not a thing that you see every day on someone's wall. Well, first and foremost, thanks for having me, Peter. Yeah, buddy. Yeah.
1: Uh, So I'm out here in my office. Uh, We had an office built during quarantine. It's like a tough shed and then it's fixed up inside. Uh, We got like, you know, insulation and drywall and flooring and it's a legit room i got great lighting and i could decorate it any way i wanted so <laughs> i've owned these two swords since high school i don't really have a good reason i picked them up when i was a kid they made sense and i've just had them in boxes so we got this kind of brick uh facade background and yeah. i'm like i'm holding my swords but so, like, okay. this is my space
0: is that real brick or is it like does it look like brick it's no not it's brick.
1: like it's like a, a knife of an inch thick, made of little okay. fluffy kind of textured, plasticky stuff.
0: So fun. So fun fact. Obviously, I do stand up, and in a lot of stand up comedy clubs, the backdrop is a brick wall, and in some of them, it's an actual brick wall, and in other ones, it's like what you have. Like it looks like a wall, but you touch it, you're like, "Oh, this will like literally fall down if I hit it too hard." So yeah, if you recall,
1: I, I had a podcast for for a while. I've since stopped doing it. Insert context. You know, if I get a bunch of new listeners, then, you know, maybe I'll pick it up again. Yeah, I definitely have some shit to talk. But insert context, feel free to check that out. Yeah. I used to, I, I kind of built this office with the purpose of doing the podcast here. Got my microphone, got pretty decent installation for sound yeah. purposes. Um, and I just kind of hung it up, you know, busy with work and stuff and wasn't promoting Pod- it enough.
0: Podcasting is fun, yeah. but it's also like, I mean, like, a good podcast. I feel like you have to put a lot of work into it, on for a number like promoting it. Like, if you don't know your guests, like, kind of doing the research about it, so like you kind of know what questions to ask and whatnot. Like, I don't know. I mean, but ultimately, it's just like it's that thing where it's like, are people listening or not? And it's like, for me, yeah, for for me, I, I I'll I'll keep talking no matter what. Like, yeah. I don't like. Do you know what I mean? Because this is the thing, and this is. This is kind of, uh, it's a this is my standup comedy side speaking, but like, it's morbid of me to think this way, but I always feel like if I were to tragically die, right? Sure. He- heaven forbid. Um, and then people are like, oh, what did he do? Like, oh, he was a comedian or- and he did podcasts. And if I didn't have any of that like out there, then no one yeah. would ever hear it. So like, that's why, you know, I, I had two albums that I recorded comedy wise, And about to do another one by the time they hear this Um, because it's like what if I die and like I I need something to show for like all this years all these years of work that I put in so it's like I feel like people ask me about podcasting I'm like just do it man just get it out there let the world hear it eventually you know because what's weird like because you did it how long did you do yours for it uh about a year 17 episodes okay so did you ever pay attention to like sorry guys this is if this is boring to you guys but this is exciting we're talking on a podcast about podcasts Um, uh did you ever get like the uh like the metrics like did you ever look at the metrics where they like yeah okay i don't do that
1: that's good (laughs) that's good
0: i don't do it however sometimes like they'll send me like they'll send me like an email or whatever and it'll be like oh your podcast is number 97 in austria or you're like Mm -hmm. wait what who the, mm-hmm. Like, who's listening, or like in Egypt? Like, I was in the top one, like, and it's like, so that is like, well, how are these people in Egypt or Austria or Germany? Like, how are people discovering? Like, because I, I wouldn't think about that, but it's like, okay, well, cool. Like, you just never know who's listening, you know? Sure. You've people been have been in the work of, for a while. People, people have lots of time on their hands, too. I think, uh, especially nowadays with so many jobs, like, you can kind of do them at a computer, or at a desk, right. and like, passive listening or you're driving a lot of people call you yep. yep. like i don't know uh, i say you keep doing it Corey. we'll see i might get yeah. back to it um, but it's cool that you have swords in the background sure i wish i <laughs> wish there was a better story than yeah nothing drive. that cool
1: <laughs> I, I i didn't vanquish any dragons or you know slay any any beasts i, I didn't know Just if they the didn't... swords
0: I didn't know if maybe you were because i had uh actually one of my friends uh jen on the on this podcast uh a couple months ago and she's a she's a bodybuilder and mm-hmm. one one of the competitions that she won she got a fucking sword right that's pretty and, dope and i'm like not that's, that cool of a story yeah i'm like that's dope dude to have like a sword just like or like i'm sure the rock probably got one from like doing hercules that he probably has hanging yeah for sure like, right you know what I mean? So
1: I did do I, I did one fitness competition like 10 years ago now.
0: I, I remember cuz that's when we worked together I think yeah. like everybody was doing it. I did it, it. with yeah. Derek. Everyone yeah, was doing it, right. right? So I did yeah, one
1: every- in Vegas. It was more like a, a male beauty pageant honestly, right. but it was, it was an <laughs> interesting experience. Didn't win any sorts.
0: It's a different uh it's a different world, right? Yeah. Like that from going like I mean the thing is it's like you're a college athlete, so it's like I think anybody who's a college athlete Always has that like desire to like compete in some way or another, whether sure. it's whether it's you know, by do it, literally competing on stage or like in the workspace. You know, like for me, it's like I I've, I've always felt like the fact that I was an athlete helped me in stand up because I know adversity. You know, mm-hmm. any athlete you failed before a million times. Are you kidding? I played baseball. That's like the most. Right. The sport where you're gonna fail the most. Uh, so let, let's talk about this man because, like I said, I was watching the Olympics and uh, I was watching. I forgot, and I'm sorry, I forgot this guy's name, but he was like, I want to say he was like from India. Yeah, he, Chopra. He won. He won the javelin. Like the he, he sure set. Did. He set the record, right? Um, I don't know. Or, if He set the. Record. Or he didn't. Set the, but he won he the gold medal, right? Yeah, he won the gold. And for sure. he knew that he won it. After he released it, like he was like, he already knew. And Wasn't I'm like that awesome. Yeah, that's fucking dope, dude. Cause I mean, how do you know that? Like he just knew, like it's credible. No,
1: you want to know that feeling? Yeah. So that feeling, it feels like nothingness. It's like if you slap a home run, you uh-huh. know that that sweet spot that it hits yeah. where it's not a clink. It's just like, oh yeah. And it feels like effortless. It's that. Okay. So, we can get into what javelin yeah. is. Yeah, 100%. That.
0: That's what I want to. Because I, I feel like, you know, unfortunately, or I mean, you know, we watch the Olympics. There's so many of these sports that we only watch every four years, right? Right. Like, no one watches. I mean, I, I can speak for myself. I don't watch gymnastics or, I mean, honestly, track and field Harley, except every four years, you know? Yeah, it's barely televised. So, so when you see it, you're just like, man, though, like, that's fucking that's not easy to do. None have, so none, let me I mean, tell you this. Yeah.
1: Let me tell you this, right? So the last two Olympics, I went to the Olympic trials in 08. I went to the Olympic trials in 12. I didn't make it. I got fifth in 08. So the top three go, I think, with an alternate. Uh, I didn't make it. But uh, I watched, I was attempting to watch that one. And I've been trying to watch it ever since. The javelin is not televised. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just that we don't have you know, strong competitors in that historically or what, but I can tell you that there's not nearly the, the exposure that I would love people to have. Like there's the javelin is such a dynamic event. You run in a straight line and you transfer that energy after planting your foot as firmly as possible into an eight foot long spear to throw through the air.
0: Like, okay, it is not easy to do. I'm, I'm going to interrupt you really quick, only because I don't know the answer to this. So, like, how yeah. far do you run before you release the javelin?
1: So, about, I mean, everyone has kind of a different approach distance, right? Okay. Um, I had an unusually long one. Okay. Um, I would say that average is, like, you run, like, 30 meters. So, like, 50, no, I don't know, like, 40, 50 feet. Okay. So the, the length of the javelin runway is regulated, but it's like 40, 50 feet. And then some people are on to the lanes of the track as well, like I was.
0: Okay. So there's no like you you can start from as far as you want, basically. Is that right. correct? Okay. Pretty much. It. I mean, as
1: far as what's given. Got it. I would or I might argue if I'm looking, if I'm looking to talk excuses as to why I didn't make it. But no, no, no. Nope, different meet. But there's been a meet where there was a where my generally my usual approach was cut short by a wall like it Uh, wasn't as long as i was used to it was a shorter runway than usual threw me off a little bit whatever Uh, that was ncaa section but um yeah so i guess it's regulated it has to be a certain length but then people go beyond it into the legs as needed okay and then
0: okay so and then you you step, like, I mean, because you, you get, obviously there's like a line that you can't pass, right? Right. And is there like, there's like an elevated thing or is it just a line like flush?
1: No, it's just the line that's flush. So okay. there's a, there's a uh, judge, and official watching it. And then right. you'll see a white flag or a red flag. You know, if they if there's, if they step on the line on accident, red flag, uh, if the thrower doesn't like the throw, they'll generally step over the line and they'll throw up the red flag. And that happened quite a bit actually.
0: It's, Wait, it's, so like like if you throw it and you realize you don't like it, you could step on it and get like a do like a mulligan, basically. It just it just gives an
1: X. It just uh-huh. put an X up. They just it doesn't show on your scores, like on your on your results afterwards.
0: So how many times do you get to throw it? So generally you come
1: in and for qualifying, you got three throws. There was like what? 30 people or so there's a group a and group b you have three generally you have three throws and the top get a final three throws get another three Uh so the top however many uh get another three so the top 12 got another three throws and then those people the next day those that was the first day of competition the next day of competition they had three and they pretty much and then the top eight from there got another three. So total of 12 throws in the Olympics, if you go to the finals.
0: Got it. And remind me again, uh, because I know we talked about it before, but how how heavy is the Javelin?
1: Yeah, so it's, I've heard about the weight of eight baseballs, 800 grams. Okay. And um, and so it's not very heavy. It's like just over two pounds, like two pounds. But uh, the challenge isn't so much the weight as it is the shape. Right. Right. So as you throw it, you want to envision a quarter, you know, something the size of that javelin. And you want to envision throwing the entire thing through that ring so you don't throw it like a like you would a baseball where it's all in your hand. You have to more guide it into the right direction.
0: Yeah, that, I mean, it's obviously it's it's skill, but I mean, it also takes tremendous athleticism. Like, I mean, it's not like, it's not, I mean, not to people like on the Olympic curling team are probably not going to throw the javelin is all I'm saying.
1: Right. (laughs) So it's when people ask me all the time, you know, how do you train for that? Yeah. All
0: the time. That's the next question, right? Scratch off that one. Well, that, that, that was not my question because I would know, I would, I would, because from being a baseball player, like you don't, I don't just work my shoulders. Like I'm working my legs. I'm working my, I'm working everything. Mainly legs, obviously. Right. That's so where if you the power want to connect it from.
1: to, that's where the power comes from, right? Power, legs to the hips. Um, so if you want to talk about uh, comparison baseball, think about throwing in from center field to home.
0: That's what Just I do all of, the time, Corey. There you go.
1: Fucking hose people.
0: Sorry, guys. No, Sorry. Sorry, performination. I said a bad word. It's okay.
1: So, yeah, it's more like that
0: than pitching, if you're comparing, yeah.
1: right? Yeah. So it's more of that angle. And so to train, it really is a full body a full body event. You train legs. We did a whole, I became what I considered what I would consider to be near expert level in Olympic lifting. So in the clean is something that I consider myself able to teach other people. And that's something just the, the hip hinge, the hip complex and being able to apply that and the core as an extension to your hips. That's, that's the training. That's, that's what you're looking to, to build is that awareness and that connectivity and that strength, um, explosive dynamic strength. Right. And then, yeah, a whole, there is a lot of shoulder, uh, more preventative, really, right? Like yeah, specific yeah. shoulder stuff. And there's this kind of something that's identifiably, identifiably javelin is sort of like a tricep curl and then a reach back with the lats. So lats to tricep curl pullovers Oh interesting. Like yeah.
0: lie, lying down you mean? Lying down, yeah. Okay. So that's uh-huh. something that's identifiable with javelin. But uh yeah,
1: it definitely a full body exercise and a lot of technique when you consider you're running at you know 70% of top speed in a straight line and then like I said you come to a complete stop and turn that into yeah, a throw.
0: It's crazy. And then you just chuck it like for like yards like what, what 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 did he get how far did he throw it
1: uh i want to say he was 80 was it 86 meters 86, 86 meters i
0: think and so because i'm american i right. don't know how far that is
1: <laughs> right <laughs> um let me see i can do that uh so my furthest to kind of put it in perspective the furthest i ever threw was just under 83 meters Okay. So 82-97 was my furthest throw.
0: Yeah, so you could have was, been in the Olympics, Corey. You're so close.
1: Yeah, I mean, if I threw my furthest throw that day. Yeah. Uh, but like <laughs> eighty-three, that's two seventy-two. Okay. So eighty-six, another three meters, nine feet, two seventy-two, so, two eighty and so that, change. So he's basically
0: muscle. he's like in basically like pretty deep in the outfield if you're comparing it to like baseball or like across a football field, basically.
1: Consider punting from one end zone yeah. to about the 20.
0: Yeah, like, like I'm saying like, that's like, that's fucking far, dude, that's crazy. It's far. Man, I feel so useless now.
1: <laughs>
0: don't don't <laughs> Like we've had oh, yeah? like- Oh, you feel useless? <laughs> Try being
1: good at throwing a spear and then applying that to the business world.
0: Hey, you no. talk about useless skills. No, listen though, but, but like we were talking about though, The fact that you competed, especially, I mean, competed at any level, but like division one, top notch, you know, back then it was the Pac-10, yes? It wasn't the Pac-12 yet, correct? Or was that right around the same time that they expanded?
1: Oh, good question. I want to say the 12, I graduated in 09. So I want to say the 12 was just after that?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think I came like, 12 or 13 maybe I don't remember exactly but um, but like you know you apply that competitiveness like to excel in whatever career you choose I mean most athletes that I know actually that's not true because you meet some people that are like just I'm sorry guys but like maybe like slothy you're like yeah I was a football player in college you're like really like, so you know, me... like... <laughs>
1: uh, you're right you're right and it's hard to I'm not one to be slothy. So
0: that, yeah, no, definitely
1: no, not. No, I'm, very, I'm definitely an active and competitive person. Uh, definitely in the gym on a regular basis. This shifted from becoming a personal trainer into the recruiting space, but I still do have a couple of clients. Definitely going to tell you about one of them soon. We'll get to oh, that. Remind oh, me. let's go. Yeah, I'll remind uh, you. Not yet, one client.
0: Little nugget. Yeah.
1: But yeah, <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah it, the, one of the most difficult things for me was I became exceptionally good at an arbitrary, obscure talent, right? A a, a, a skill that is not, remember me mentioning it's not televised, that means it doesn't get a ton of sponsorships. So there's not a huge uh, void to fill when when it comes to careers in javelin throwing. You (laughs) can be the best, or you can just kind of get by, travel a bunch, I did travel a bunch at the expense of the track meets that I visited, Europe, uh, South Korea, a lot of uh, went to Brazil, a lot of Mexico, Canada, all over the place. But you're not making a ton of money. And you're talking to a,
0: you're talking to a comedian. A comedian,
1: it. right? <laughs> but the difficult thing, let me tell you, I was really good at that, and I applied everything that I had to being good at that. What do I want to apply? everything to next yeah you know what's worth it what is motivating enough to apply like i know what it takes to be the best i wasn't that and i applied everything so what do i do next that is deserving of that type of attention that took a long time for me to yeah. sort that that's, that's some not soul- easy
0: that's some soul searching right there yeah. I, yeah I
1: imagine that's a thing that a lot of athletes um experience is you you pour everything into your sport you don't spend time on internships you don't have those part-time jobs you know while you're going to school kind of figuring out what you want you're going to school so that you can be really good at your sport some people are also like become doctors and shit in the meantime and good on that but i'm telling you most most athletes it's a whole lot of attention paid to what it is that you're there for and that doesn't lead to a an easy transition into the business world.
0: Right. Now, but uh, you went to USC. So what was your major in US, at USC? So I
1: started at University of Redlands. Oh, that's right. Todd, I always right. forget that, dude. So Shout out to the 909. I'm in Redlands. <laughs> I was playing football and doing track. Okay. And I threw discus in high school. So I threw discus when I went to college, I did okay. Uh, the college discus is bigger. My hands are smaller than a lot of discus doors. I can't grip a ball. I can't palm a basketball. I don't know. Really? No, never dunked one either. So there's that.
0: No but, way, uh, Corey, really?
1: Uh, yeah, never dunked a yeah. ball.
0: You're a lot taller than me. I'm 6'1". Yeah, I mean, oh. Yeah, a few inches.
1: But, uh, yeah, so um, I, I was playing football and doing track. I started getting really good. I tried out. I just started throwing the javelin in college. I picked it up freshman year. Did really well that first year. Went to the junior. I, I was one of two Americans representing the the country in the Junior Pan American Games, which was under nineteen thing. But that was like my intro yeah. into international competition, right? But uh, then I blew my ACL playing football, wow. and I remember that was my junior year. I remember talking to my mom before that year, thinking, you know, I have a chance to go to the Olympics. So if I do anything that jeopardizes that potential with football, I have to stop. Yeah. So I blew my ACL and I'm out trying to figure out what's next. I talked to UCLA, USC, and Cal. It just wasn't a great fit with the others. Um, I got tickets to come see a football game twice for USC. At SC. At SC. Oh, Dude, sold. Being in the Coliseum,
0: sold. Of course. It lit me up, especially ba- me as a especially back, oh. back then when they were like, like consistently good back then. Like I'm it just. Lit still- me up. They're still pretty good, but yeah, those are the, those are the good
1: years, man. That was like November 07, had my surgery in November and during the winter break of school, between schools, like, or, you know, the winter break between terms, I was at home and I'm like, I'm going back to Redlands to pick up my shit, to go somewhere. And I'm finalizing all that during those weeks. So I ended, ended up being USC, uh, moved all my stuff out there. And it was a great opportunity to continue growing. Like I got a great base and realized I was good at something, but had an opportunity to continue growing under great coaching at USC. And that was the whole, like, the, then that was the next step.
0: Sweet, and then that's where you kind of even perfected like the javelin. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah.
1: I, I left this, this, no more football and I just started focusing on, on the javelin. Yeah. Basically-
0: uh-oh, hang on, uh-oh, um, okay. All right. Sorry, guys.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I realized that um, I had to choose javelin because I had to potentially go to the Olympics. So during the winter break, I decided on USC. I packed up all my stuff and moved out there and started working with those coaches. And it was just, uh, that was definitely where the game changed for me. Like the step up in competition, the step up in the people I was training with Dalila Muhammad just won the multiple medals. She was a teammate of mine. That was pretty cool to see. Okay. You know? uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, so did you ever go to like the Olympic Training Center? It's, it wasn't Colorado Springs or something, right?
1: Uh, there's one in Colorado Springs, and there's one in Chula Vista, so right down oh, in San, Z- San Diego. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. I, I went down there for a number of uh, training, kind of like seminars. You uh-huh. know, They bring in the top javelin throwers from around the country. Uh, do some video recording some really slow-mo kind of biometric um, uh, observation
0: like, like like that show sports science that we that they used yeah. to have on ESPN just like, like that. that kind of shit just yeah. like
1: that so they have you know kind of like the stick figure with the pivot points mm-hmm. for you as a javelin thrower and they kind of help you out with they, they brought the people that have the most the best chance of you know getting a medal of representing the country in and kind of helped us to perfect with some scientific
0: that's crazy it was pretty cool yeah that's like i mean as a baseball guy like that's like that's big now like it's almost to the point where like and baseball like if you're not looking at that stuff you're probably not going to excel anymore it's not like the old days where you can rely on like just your physical attributes like It's a science now, man. And like, and the guys that really get into it, release point, you know, spin rate, like it's, it's like crazy stats that like people that watch baseball, for example, like, you know, 30 years ago, are like, what? And it's like, that's where it's going, man. Like they break down everything now. Like it's crazy. That's cool though, that you guys are doing it like back then, kind of like ahead of the curve.
1: Yeah. Like the the coolest thing that I saw about the televised javelin this year is they finally implemented some of that slow-mo camera. Like Uh there's some really cool angles to watch this thing that is launched. There's some really cool angles to see that I think they're missing out on. And now that there's some really dope slow-mo cameras, they're able to capture that and show how like dynamic this event is, you know?
0: What's the name of that? There's a camera that like a, Oh man, I forget what it's called, but like they used it, they started using it in movies, like in The Hurt Locker, where you just like it breaks it down to where it's like like something like crazy, like ten thousand frames per second or something, and you can just see like mm. every little tiny thing. It's pretty cool. Now they kind of use it a lot more, but I forget. I'm I think it's called the Phantom, actually. Not that I think about it, but mm-hmm. who knows. I, I would if I had an assistant right here. I would Google. I would be like, "Hey, can you look this up for me?" But I don't, so yeah, we'll just like we'll just say it's Jamie. Yeah, exactly. Of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so you 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 complete your collegiate career, right? Uh, graduate from USC, which is obviously prestigious, and then you get in. Did you did you? Is that when you started training? Like right after that? Yeah. So I
1: I have the. That's not necessary. Uh, Yeah. So I continued competing after USC, after I I graduated in Uh 09, continued competing then for the 2012 Olympics. And then one more year after that, towards the world championships, didn't make them. But uh, yeah, I started my personal training career, I guess, 2009. Started working at 24 hour fitness who had a deal with the USA track and field. Uh, to provide athletes with jobs, you know, on, on more of a flexible schedule. Really? So that they continue training. Yep. And, okay. uh, well, so I did that and I was there for a little over a year. And then I, and
0: that's where I met you. This is where 24. we met. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then I, and then I got fired.
1: <laughs> yeah, I did too, bro. Like I did too. Everyone does, right. Or you go Everyone and start gets, your gets own fired.
0: News, uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> We all got fired from 24 Hour Fitness and now we're doing, you know, better things. Better. So yeah. You know,
1: Everyone, you know. all the good ones leave and do their own thing. For sure. Um it's a good stepping so, point yes. though. It's
0: it's a good For like, sure. it's, a, it's a good stepping stone. And I met a lot of cool people that I still talk to and you know.
1: Met some great people, yeah. had the opportunity to like, you know, build uh work on building schedules and how to work on client. Yeah. I don't know. Oh blah blah blah.
0: Hanging out with famous people at that gym because there was so that many happened. famous people that fucking worked there. It was Crazy. The dude from Sons of Anarchy. I was just dude, I was just gonna say that was where Sons of Anarchy got ruined for me for like a second because I didn't know that Charlie Hunnam was English until no, I, I met until I met him at he was Jack's to me. And then yeah, one Jason day, was training him? Yeah, one day he came in and was asking me about I was we were doing like a so we didn't have sleds there. That's before they had the turf and everything. Have right. you actually been there? since they put in the turf and Not stuff. Not that one, no. I don't live I don't live in Hollywood. Okay. So, they I was working out there a few years ago and they have like a whole like upstairs is like turf with sleds and tires and shit now. That's cool. Cool, right? Yeah, it would have been great. But so we didn't have it back then when I worked there. And so we would get like the towel and put the the weight on top of the towel and push it across the workout floor like the the you know, the aerobics room, right? Yeah. And like, just, you know, being being resourceful. And then I remember him coming into the room and I'm like, oh shit, like fucking Jackson's about to come talk to me right now. He's like, excuse me, mate, but what's that exercise for? And I was like, what the fuck did you just say, dude? Like, why are you talking like that? (laughs) Where's your Harley? Yeah, like, well, he, remember he used to ride a motorcycle though. He would ride a motorcycle. Yeah, he rode a motorcycle and he would park it in front of the gym. And I'm like, oh, he really, that's why I like, I was like, that's Jack because he rode up in a motorcycle and he would park it in front of the gym. And then he talked to me with a little English accent. I was like, oh man. But that was a dope fucking show, though. Yeah. Like, that was one of the best. Honestly, like for me, that's like top five shows of all time, honestly. Have you seen The Wire? I have. And that's up there, too. I was just Breaking I, Bad. I mean, I lived Breaking Bad. Okay. Breaking I, that, do you not do you not know about my, my dad cory i i do but was he oh. cooking in a trailer he was uh, well we don't have to get into it yeah I'm sure yeah, yeah yeah I'm sure you've sorry already... guys <laughs> no actually I, I don't talk about it on this podcast because this is more about our guests but yes uh <laughs> but yeah you know like so anyway we all worked at the gym we met a lot of cool people it was cool it was a good experience until we got fired yeah.
1: <laughs> so I, I left you know i got out of training in 2013 more or less, and I started working in recruiting up in L.A. That's where I started working at this small boutique recruiting firm, kind of fresh, looking for my first, you know, kind of career office job sort of thing. Felt like the right move. Um, And then got engaged and moved down to San Diego to get married and all that stuff and started working with my fiance and my wife's dad at Morgan Stanley. So when you asked if I was a financial advisor, yes, I used to be got a Series 7, 66, all that bullshit. And like did it for a while. And I was just like, this isn't for me. This isn't it. So I went back to recruiting here. And eventually got fired at some place and started my own business and killed it the next year. But in addition to that, I kind of wanted to get back in touch with my personal training side, right? So I put out a couple ads, you know, kind of looking for a couple clients. Not really looking to pull on a full load, just a couple clients. Uh, early on, started working with this one guy, older gentleman, I work with him three times a week still, every, you know, tomorrow morning actually. Uh, but then I put out an ad for high school athletes, elite high school athletes looking to take the next step, like the ones that have not learned how to lift yet, the ones that haven't learned about uh, technical speed training, right? Got it, yeah. So I met this one kid who answered, his dad answers for him, and I have to go through kind of the protocol, like, hey, do you want this as much as your dad says you want this? And like, right. you know, yeah. like yeah. really get into that. But he was a freshman. He had never learned how to lift. He had never been, he never gotten technical speed training. I taught him what I learned from USC in terms of sprint training, which is quite a bit that I picked up. You know, speed, sprinting isn't part of what we do, but you observe a lot and you learn. Right. A lot. Yeah. In addition to that, I taught him Olympic lifting cleans snatches squats deadlifts that kind of stuff to begin learning you know the pieces the tools that he's using blah 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 we would work oh, oh we also did a lot of uh, uphill hills like hill sprints if you if you want to talk about a way to burn fat gain muscle gain testosterone hill sprints are your friend yeah like that's the shit right there running so anyways, up running up or down up well okay. we we did both Okay, they yeah. You did cause... slightly decline to train your muscles to run faster. Yeah. To just train your body to be faster because you don't know how to be that fast when you're doing right. it on your own volition. But when you go downhill, your body moves faster. So yeah, that's you an have option. To. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But first, uphill for the building. And that's for anyone. Uh, fast forward, uh, he got a scholarship to USD, which was
0: yeah. yay us, right? Tri- As a victory. Tri- that's Tritons.
1: Yeah, there you go. University of San Diego Tritons. And then COVID hits. Uh, the seniors are given a fifth year. His money's taken away. Uh, Back to the drawing board. He's still a junior at this point. So, if we got stuff to figure out, we got time. Uh, we keep working together. He goes to a few like uh, perfect game uh, showcases. The baseball for- player. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Sorry. He's a baseball player.
0: Okay. Got it. Okay. So
1: what I'm working on him with mostly is, is he as a baseball player. He's doing his 60 yard dash, right? You know, f- football, you do a 40, yeah. uh, baseball, you do a 60 starting in kind of like a stealing a base cut sort of position. Yeah. Uh, so I'm working on with him. When I met him, he had, he was at seven one. We helped get him down to six eight and he's getting noticed and he got a scholarship offer to SDSU. Yes. It's Aztecs. nearby, Aztecs. There you go. It's nearby. That's you know a good got a good baseball program. We keep working together. Go to another show, showcase. There's a few MLB scouts there, and he's been getting some attention for a while. For one of very few, he's one of many that are getting attention in Southern California. Fast forward, blah blah blah. It's drafted in the sixth round, fourth pick in the sixth round for the Boston Red Sox.
0: No way. Just happened, just Wait, a couple it, weeks what, ago. what's his name? Give, give him a shout Daniel, out. Daniel McElveney. Daniel McElveney. Daniel McElveney. More proud of this kid, dude. That's awesome. You know I love baseball. I know. That's why yeah, I thought like that, that's my nugget. That's my nugget. What's that? Uh, you. You, did he sign with an agent? I don't know. Probably,
1: okay. but okay. I, I'm not sure how that works. But yeah, he got drafted in the sixth round, fourth pick. And he like in a week later heads off. headed off to Florida fort myers and getting trained up by better coaches than me but I yeah mean, i couldn't be right. more happy to see him off so is,
0: is he in is he in rookie ball right now or a ball um i don't know okay
1: i just know he went off to florida i assume there's some shakeout that takes place over there where they decide yeah. which direction people go
0: yeah like i mean there's most of them start at rookie ball and if he got drafted that's probably where he went first unless he was like i mean some of like the higher draft picks. Will go like straight to like double A or it just it just depends, but
1: yeah, yeah. I that's don't really crazy. know much about that.
0: That's I'm not crazy, a baseball man. player. I yeah. was just able
1: to teach him about overall speed
0: and yeah. lifting. You know, so what, what positions does he play? Shortstop,
1: and All he's right. a, he's drafted as a utility player.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Good for you, man. That's awesome. Small yeah, flex. I got I got I got lots of uh, I still have lots of friends in baseball, man. I fucking like. I can, like I haven't really gotten into baseball on this show, but I talk about baseball a lot. Like that's all I do. I'm literally there's the baseball. The Dodgers are on on the TV right now. Uh, <laughs> so so now you're you now so now you're a recruiter, which is a, way different than way different than than throwing the javelin than training <laughs> than, than training a person than anything. But like I said, I feel like your competitive nature, like. Like, what do you do? Do you, do you, like, scour the internet looking for people that are qualified or, like, like I man? no idea how that works.
1: That, that more or less sums it up. So my job involves, on one hand, finding companies that are open to working with an expert to help them hire. Because, uh-huh. you know, the people that are, the, the software development manager is building shit and leading a team. And he's also thinking I have to hire, but he's not spending the time searching, scouring the internet, if you will. So they work with someone like me. I generally work with startups like fifty to one hundred employee type size uh-huh. that have funding, um, and they're help, They're coming to me to help them find the people to meet their requirements, both technically and culturally.
0: Okay, when you say culturally, like, like diversity, like the type hiring, of person they want to, like, like the type of person it. they want to work with, right? Got like, it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like I, I get to know the people that work at the company. Uh, to to the degree that I can help find the person that looks like
0: that feels like they're going to be a good fit. Got it. That makes sense. Okay. Ah, wow, that's crazy. Uh and so and and the name of your company, you said it's White Rabbit, right? White Rabbit Search. Hence now you, the You have, the have body a white right Yeah, you have a white rabbit in the background. So is there like a hidden meaning behind the white rabbit? Is it related so to Alice in Wonderland?
1: It's definitely Alice in Wonderland themed. <laughs> So I have, uh, uh, for one, Corey White, right? White Rabbit. Ah, Canadian yeah. Association. Other than that, um, I have been, since I was a little kid, enthralled with Alice in Wonderland. I feel like it's just represented this, <laughs> it'd be stupid to say land of wonder, right? But like, uh, there's different, I actually have a tattoo that's under my shirt that I'm not going to pull off right now. Yeah. But uh, I have the uh, Cheshire cat, Cheshire Cat, the White Rabbit, the uh, Mad Hatter's Hat, and the Caterpillar. Really? sort of represent, like, wisdom, chaos, mischief, and adventure. You know, they have some meaning to them. The tattoos have uh, my daughter's uh, birth date in there and a few different things. But, uh, yeah, so the White Rabbit, the way I see it is uh, you can spend all day, you know, down down the rabbit hole basically searching yeah. for the perfect person for your company i live here i know the area i can help guide you and find you the right people
0: yeah let me it's ask you a question uh um, this is all fascinating and this is a follow-up question so to my knowledge um the book alice in wonderland is a little bit different than like the disney cartoon that we all grew up watching and so forth for sure um and kind of insinuating that, like, Alice is doing some crazy drugs. Am I, am I correct in that statement?
1: No, uh, that's definitely a, a narrative that was picked, that's been picked up by stoners. generations of stoners and, <laughs> you know, acid. And um, actually, can you see that picture up there? Probably not. It's so far. I mean, wide.
0: I could see colors. It looks like mushrooms and yeah, it's a, caterpillar. It's like a, yeah, it's like an acid
1: yeah. uh, Alice in Wonderland trip thing that my wife got me. It's random. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. There's
1: definitely been a lot tied to it. Uh, and it's totally possible that Lewis Carroll experimented with hallucinogens at the time, but there's not a lot of evidence to support it. Nor is there a lot of evidence to support that he was oddly interested in a young girl named Alice. Just that he was more like a old man friend. Got That's it. That's kind of what I gathered, and a creative mind.
0: But is Alice herself taking drugs?
1: No, it was a it was a nap. It was a a, a, a nap, kind of a dream, uh, kind of thing that took place.
0: Okay, so the rumors are not true.
1: It's the exact opposite of her life. They they tend they try to show her very buttoned up, very proper uh constrained oppressed even life you know as a in the english uh whatever age that is right but then the opposite of that being disorder wacky crazy wonder every everything in the imagination that's the opposite of correct
0: okay so this is a not related but related question to this (laughs) have have you (laughs) and this is by the way you guys this has not been discussed on this podcast, pop cast, um, but it just, I thought of it as we were talking about Alice in Wonderland and I highly encourage every single person listening to do this. Okay, Corey, have you ever watched Wizard of Oz while listening to Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon? Yeah. You have, right? Yeah. And that, it goes together, right? Yeah. Like if you started at the beginning and you watch Wizard of Oz and like, dark side of the moon is not a long cd like it's maybe like it's maybe like 40 minutes it's not that long but like if you start it and start wizard of oz like it looks like it was made to go together it's fascinating
1: they call that dark side of the rainbow oh the really experience the experience dark side of the rainbow okay so yeah now let- i've done that before i think if you look at evidence again like if you yeah. research it it would say that there was no association intended
0: of course but, that's what they're gonna say.
1: Yeah, right, but, uh, who knows, uh, so I'm what, not the guy.
0: So this is what I, cause I, I tell this to people, like somehow, I mean, this this will come up in random conversations. I'm like, no, you need to just try this dude because it's so fascinating. But uh, it, it's, it's one of two things, and I think it's the latter, but it's either Pink Floyd, we're sitting there probably partaking in some hallucinogens or some narcotics of some sort. Yep. And they were like, you know, we'll go like, let's just play this music to Wizard of Oz, right? That's one way. Like they they were they like, start yeah, drumming we're, on the table, like yeah. And they like they put Wizard of Oz, like yes, do it. and and okay, put the drums in there and put the little. That's one way, or like I said, I think it's the latter. I think that fast forward a few years, you know, in the seventies or whatever, people were literally getting stoned, and they happened to be watching Wizard of Oz, and they were like, oh my god, it goes, Yep. That's what I think happened, but I mean. Can you? Oh yeah. I gotta pee. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So now I'm gonna ask you some hard questions, Corey. These Ooh, all like hard questions. These have all been softball questions. They're, I mean, they're not hard. They're just more thought provoking. <laughs> they're just more thought provoking. I'll say this. Try to keep it. Try to keep it light as we warm them up, and then we bring the hard hitting. Okay. Um, ah! who, who are Who are three people in your life that have been the most influential? And you don't have to know them either.
1: Influential. Jeez. Okay, well, the first that comes to mind is my coach at USC, Dan Lang. If Dan you're what? Being ho- Dan Lang, L-A-N-G-E. Lang. Got it. If we are being honest, we didn't leave off on the best of terms. Probably a lot of my fault. It is what it is. But he's been highly influential for sure. Okay. Uh, the next obvious one that comes to mind is my mom. I feel like that maybe that Could have been first, but it is what it is. Uh, She's been a survivor. If we are, if you want to learn a little bit about my early self, um, I lost my father when I was two and a half, and uh, my mom remarried when I was around like four, four and a half, and I lost my stepdad uh, in 2012. Oh man! So I've experienced loss in my life, and while my dad was a huge part, my stepdad was a huge part of my life. Um, I wouldn't say that he was the most influential in this way, right? So, a third man, I don't even.
0: Nelly? Like the rapper? Yeah. Like, no, with the band- I, fuck it, I don't know. <laughs> that was literally the next thing. I was, I was like, like, what, <laughs> dude, with the band tape? <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> i mean maybe dude i don't know maybe you like i mean like i love Justin timberlake like he's on my wall like right? i mean you know it's right? possible if you really is like nelly. usher is the answer Usher. i mean no i don't know
1: um i tell you I what say... i
0: i saw sorry i saw ush an uh, no, usher nelly in concert a couple years ago and I, I i didn't go to see nelly i went to see new kids on the block and nelly opened for them for Not him true. and and he was jacked still doing fine yeah, good I saw theater. him
1: actually. I saw him actually at a country concert. I want to he say does, he's like he
0: does country now. Like yeah, he like yeah, he collab. did a crossover.
1: Yeah, yeah. I saw him do that at a country concert. I'm like that Nelly. That was my wife's kind of like high school crush. You know.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, I get that. <laughs> uh, third, I don't know, man.
0: It's a hard one. I know.
1: I don't know. I found it early on. Emmett Smith. Real
0: talk. Emmett uh, Smith yeah. as an athlete um can you imagine can you imagine being like that close or no he 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 has he you know he is number one i'm i'm thinking barry sanders i'm sorry emmett bounced like emmett went to the area. okay i was thinking barry sanders because like he was catching up on him and then he was like nah i'm good you're like dude like you have like a lot of years left still but yeah emmett smith he was uh so little and just just so like awesome like you know like and I mean I wasn't a Cowboys fan but like you couldn't not respect like what he did back then like you just can't like some people like obviously if you're a fan of like you know I guess yeah I guess if like you're like a Niners fan then you're gonna hate on him or if you're if you're a uh you know a literally anything fan in the AFC East you're gonna hate on the the America's Patriots team? Probably. and Tom. Well, you're gonna hate on Tom Brady, right? Like sure. you're gonna. It's but it's like at the end of the day, like you have to respect greatness. Like it doesn't. Like you have to. You know what I mean? Like right. you just have to. That's um, what you
1: learn when you start playing fantasy. Playing fantasy <laughs> football, it's like, oh, who's your team? It's whoever I had in this week.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> um, okay. What? Uh. What? Okay. This is a good one too. What's your biggest failure, and what did you learn from it?
1: <laughs> God, Peter, there's been so many. Uh, no, I, I would say, like, you know, when people ask me, man, you ever think if you threw a little further and you went to the Olympics? <laughs> well, I mean, yes, most days of my life. Most days <laughs> when I wake up, yes, yes, that's what I, It's not an every four years thing for me. Um, right. I was... Let me see, like my head's this wide, right? Like I was about that far away from one to the Olympics. That's let's crazy. Say. So, I mean,
0: my most, my most notable failure, probably that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a hard, because it's like to be an athlete at a high level, you, you're you the best of, you're still the best of the best, but it's just one of those things where it's like there's always someone unless you're the top person, there's always going to be someone that's a little bit better than you. Or even, you know, in team sports, like you might have the best record, but it may not necessarily guarantee that you're going to win that championship. Like that one day, that other team might just, you know, execute a little bit better. It just, it is what it is. Man. That's what it was. Yeah. That's what it was.
1: It wasn't that I had never thrown far enough. The th- the, okay. My furthest throw was enough to make it. I was actually sort of expected to make it. And I just didn't do well enough on the day. So yeah. like, it is what it is. But uh, mm. if you talk about something that's just, you know, kind of replays <laughs>
0: in your mind every day. So what, so what did you learn from it then?
1: What did I learn from? Um, it's, pop, it's possible that I didn't do enough, maybe.
0: Yeah.
1: So um, it, it might be that, like, cause I was definitely known, I was known for getting it done on the track and like doing the most in in the bar, in the club, like uh, afterwards, you know, like uh, I trained hella hard, the most hard. Asked my coach, trained the most hard. I competed with the most vigor, the most intensity. And then I partied with the equal amount of, of just right. aggression and recklessness.
0: I mean, USC, so, man, come on. sure, right? the best parties. If you're gonna party somewhere. Not bad. <laughs>
1: So, I mean, could I have not done that and been better? I don't know. Was that yeah, the yeah. outlet I needed in order to be the, someone that performed at that level? I don't know. So, what if is always going to be, what if I didn't do that, right? right. Like what if I um, applied everything?
0: Yeah.
1: I guess. So, Again. what I learned from it, in order to be the best, you need you might need to apply more than you think. Might yeah. be everything.
0: I like it. At least it takes, it takes like a, and I, and I can speak for myself. Like my dad, for example, was like a, a track star, right? Okay. And that? Had, all, had all these, uh, he was a hurdler actually. Uh, oh, cool. 200 and the 400 were like his main races and uh, you know, had all these scholarships, whatever, got involved with the wrong people and then became something completely different and yeah it affected the way he was towards me for example and so it's like one of those things where it's like he probably had to live with the fact that he also like he i mean he really messed up (laughs) he really he went to jail and all kinds of stuff and so it's like but i don't think i think he went the other way whereas you're a little bit more productive with things right like you're 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 taking
1: i hope so but yeah i mean you you have
0: your own you have your own business, you know, you're not smoking meth, like, you know, stuff like that. And whereas him, it was like, it went the other way, like his regret, or maybe he'd never accepted responsibility for the fact that he would, you know, he was the reason why he didn't continue. And so I think like you have accepted like, Hey man, you know, I could have done it, but you know, it is what it is. Now I learned from that and move on. Right and now be successful in this other thing. So, okay. So if people if people need a recruiter, they need to go to where?
1: WRsearch.com.
0: WRsearch.com. We'll put it in the show notes. So all of our cool. millions of listeners can listen to it. Uh, That's where you'll find
1: that big uh, rabbit head. The re- I did the re- a, a, a photo shoot with this company that did my website. And so there's me walking around in a suit through the streets of San Diego. With a rabbit head on, it turn, some heads.
0: That's great. For sure. Um, let me let me ask you one more question. Um, Shoot. What's uh, if you were me, I like asking this question. If you were me, interviewing you, is there something that you would have asked you that I didn't ask you?
1: That is a good question. Huh. Let's see. We touched on. My current business, right? Like I'm, I'm recruiting now. We touched on a personal training career. My sweet nugget about Daniel McElvenny. Check him yep. out. Um, yes. Here we go. I mean, not that you even could have asked it, but I'm going
0: to touch on something you didn't touch on. Yeah.
1: Um, How do you feel about
0: oatmeal? <laughs> how do you feel about oatmeal, Corey?
1: <laughs> no, no, no. That's my question to you. So oh, like with some we didn't touch on, And it'll come back. But what we did touch on is you told me a little bit about Performa, right? And kind of the products they provide and stuff. So give me your thoughts on oatmeal as a thing.
0: Wait, oh, you're asking? Okay, so that wasn't the question. I know. (laughs) What would
1: you ask me? There's nothing. We covered everything. Okay. But Um, there's this thing that I would have spoken about that you wouldn't have been able to ask me about.
0: So this is funny. So I was, I don't know who I was talking to about this literally the other day. You know, people always ask. I'm sure people always ask you the same thing. Like, people always ask me, like, what should I eat? Like, you know, I want to lose weight or what, like, what should I eat? And I'm like, well, everybody's different, right? Like, everybody's different. There's a million factors, you know, you you can get as specific as, like, what blood type are you and all those things, right? That's how you really get the nuts and bolts of everything. Like, you got to get very specific. And I can say that from like probably for a good 10, 15 years, pretty close to there. I had oatmeal for breakfast almost every day and orange juice. And then mm. at some point, mid thirties ish, my body started changing and I would feel like that when I ate certain things, oatmeal included, I would feel kind of bloated. Maybe. Mm. Um, I was retaining a little bit more water and it was when I, it was like, like I said, it was like, as I got older and I, I realized that I needed to start eliminating certain carbs from my diet. Sure. Um, and that was one of the things. So like I used to love oatmeal and for some people I suggest it to them, but I just don't eat it anymore, which is crazy because I used to eat it every day. So it's a sad, it's a sad day for me, like maple brown sugar, Quaker oatmeal with some peanut butter in it. And then some collagen protein, like, what do you, what else do you want in the morning? But I just, it doesn't affect me the same way anymore. It messes, it doesn't mess me up. It's just, I just feel sluggish and bloated. And it's really weird. It's sad.
1: That is sad.
0: I know. It's too bad. Yeah.
1: I love oatmeal. It's a great way to start the day, in my opinion. <laughs> I love the, I Like you already said, you, so you put the peanut butter in there before you cook it. You throw a little protein in there after and mix it up. It's a delightful treat,
0: and a great it's way the, to start yeah. the day.
1: Yeah, and, and so normally, chia
0: seeds, yeah, my, like, like chia my girlfriend, seeds, flax seeds. my girlfriend used to put all, like, she was more of, like, the chia seeds, and even, like, uh, what are those other things? Flax seeds. Uh, yeah, 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 flax seeds, and, like, you know, just to add some more protein and stuff, and, like, I guess, like, because I work out in the morning, first thing, always, and that, no, see, I don't do that. Ooh. I know. And that's the topic of discussion. Every, but every, everyone's different, right? Like, for some people, for sure. they can do that and do very well. And then other people need a little bit of fuel. I'm one of those people, like, I do need to eat a little bit in the I morning before I work out. So,
1: I throw a little butter in the coffee. So, here's your question. All right. We yeah. talked about that for no reason. Here's your question. <laughs> Corey, what are you doing now to stay
0: competitive? Oh, yeah. What are you doing now to stay competitive, Corey? Thanks for asking, Peter. Great question. <laughs> I
1: am playing a ton of disc golf. Have you ever played? Is that like frisbee golf? Sure. Yeah, that same yes. thing. I mean they're not—they're not actually. Yes, that's the thing. They're not actually like frisbees, like the big thing you throw at the beach. They're smaller. Uh-huh. But yes, but that's and what you, it is.
0: And you throw it through like a hoop and stuff. It's like a golf. No, course. you
1: throw it into a basket with chains. That's yeah, kind yeah, of on, yeah. It's on a golf course. Okay. So, so I grew up I do that up, in the
0: afternoons. I grew up in the hood. So we had to use hula hoops. We didn't have sure. like fancy.
1: <laughs> I didn't play growing up, but that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I'm doing that a ton. I haven't started my tournament career yet, but soon. Uh, other than that, pick up basketball. Try not to hurt people.
0: Yeah, that's that's you know? I, when I see what that's what it. what gym are you going to? Because are you doing that? 24 are you, hour. Oh really? That's funny. 24 wait, hour, wait, yeah. Which one? Because there's there's some nice ones in La Jolla. Yeah, I don't go fucking up oh. there. That's so far away. Oh, okay. I'm in La Mesa.
1: Were. So uh, okay. I go to College Grove. It's like six, five, six minutes from my house.
0: Okay. I don't know. I mean, I feel like I've been, whenever I would perform in, that's when I, I had a 24 hour membership for a long time. Uh, and whenever I'd go down and perform in San Diego, I would either go to the La Jolla one or there's another one. Couldn't tell you where it was. I just would use my GPS, but like they all have like oh, yeah. a turf and stuff. Like, you know, Most do uh, yeah. Yeah. See, look at that, got fired, got fired from 24 hour fitness and still giving them my money for membership. That's how it works. Um, They're around. Yeah. I'm going to be, I'm actually going to be in San Diego. uh, The hold on. I'm looking at my calendar. Sorry, Performa fans. Um, The eighth and ninth, no, ninth and no. Yeah. Eighth and ninth. Is that a Friday and Saturday of October? So I'll be down there. Okay. Doing, I don't know where the shows are. They're like at these breweries, but I'll be down there. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know, dude. So oh, good to know, man. Um, tell everybody where they can find you on social media, buddy. Social media, shit.
1: Uh, CB Dub Fit, CB Okay. See, I don't really see, fuck around there much, but I mean, really? if I see a bunch of people add me, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll share more about my life. We'll
0: see, we'll see how, 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 uh, how big the reach is of the Performa Nation. Um, give right, him some love. Right. Give Corey some love. Uh, all right, dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna end it, but just hang on for a second, okay? Uh, thank you, Performa Heroes, Performa Nation. Make sure you follow Corey. Check out his business. Uh, w R Recruiting. Search W R Search. I mean, we'll put it in the show notes. But uh, and uh, this has been the Performa Podcast. We'll see you guys next time.